Hey guys, Texas Slim here. Texas Slim's vision. It's Friday still. We've done two recordings today. This one's been planned for a while and it has a little strategy behind it. Uh, today we're going to be talking to Kit. Everybody in the Bitcoin world knows Kit and we're going to just call her Kit today. And then of course we have Jason Rick of Rick Ranches out in Colorado. Uh, we're bringing Colorado into the conversation today. We're bringing conference in the conversation today. We're bringing carnivore into the conversation. We're bringing the beef initiative into the conversation today. How you guys doing? Doing great, Slim. Doing wonderful. Hey guys, uh, it's kind of funny, uh, Kit, you and I were just talking about, you were one of the first podcasts on Texas Slim's vision. And here we are, I believe it's the third one. And, uh, and look, we have Jason and how all this is starting to come together, you know, Bitcoin space, Bitcoiners, uh, we've got the ranchers coming in and, you know, we're doing a little orange pilling on the ranchers and the ranch pilling is being, being done by the ranchers. So, uh, today's a perfect podcast to try to kind of pick this apart, do a little out outlining uh we're bringing in you know health into the discussion we're bringing in the, the vertical integration back into human health with uh regenerative farming and ranching uh one thing that jason and i brought up very early on and i'm gonna let kind of jason take his narrative and explain it right here but he he basically said we're going to do a vertical integration back into human health starting with the soil then the grass then the cow then the producer the supplier the the processor and the market access. So, uh, Jason, why don't you kind of give a quick outline there, and then I'm going to let uh, Kit kind of lead into her story. Well, you know, it's one of those things where everything used to work on the village model, and so you had a vertical integration, and you had that village model from the producer all the way through to the end consumer. So you could shake your rancher's hand, you could shake your farmer's hand, and now we've bastardized that with the big four meat packers and, and a lot of these national and international organizations that's taken the rancher's control out of not, not only their resiliency, but also their profitability and their income. And so now that we are working backwards and working on integrating from the soil to the grass, to the to the cows, through processing all the way to the consumer, we're, we're be able to take that back. We're going to be able to control everything that we do through regenerative ag, all the way through to human health. And um, the more people I talk to about that, it just you see that aha moment. The light comes on, and they just want to get involved. Whether they're processors, whether they're uh, investors, whether they're uh, property owners, landowners, grass farmers, cattle ranchers. And so it's one of those things where we're just spending so much time in education to do everything that we can to get those people together to ensure that uh, everybody can thrive and and succeed in whatever it is that we're trying to do and bringing more, more and more people on board every chance that we can. It is. It's kind of a, a gap that we've been bridging here this last year, especially. I've been working on this for about a, about two years now, but it's starting to come to fruition where these connections, these dots are being connected. And by saying that, whenever Kit and I first spoke, you know, Kit's very active. She does travel blogging. She, you know, she's been very active her whole life. She's always been paying attention to diets, uh, you know, certain type of dieting, I guess, as far as what you consume. Uh, you know, true nutrition. What is nutritionist? I mean, 
there's a lot of things that Kit has been very intentional b- with with her life. In the la- I guess it's been about a month, Kit, that I saw that you know you had met Jason, <laughs> and then here we are. You know, we're talking about beef, and then I didn't realize the story behind it, and so kind of lead into you know w- your approach, where you came from, where you are now, where you see it going with your personal health. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to you for helping connect Jason and I. Like all the work that you've done has helped so many people and has made it really easy for me to get source food that I need. So, yeah, like um, I started carnivore about a month and a half ago. I at first went down the seed oil rabbit hole. I was seeing a lot of people tweet about it. It It's kind of getting in my head. I knew that it was bad and I was starting to look out for it. But it didn't really click until I saw this video on YouTube that really showed a bunch of statistics on when they started putting canola oil and sugar into the food processing. Um, And that was like around 1950s or so. So it hasn't even been that long that we've been seeing this experiment on people. And I'll definitely send you the link so you can link it um, wherever you can. But this guy was showing studies and it was like there was a mouse study and there was like a regular mouse on a regular diet and then the food processing one and it was like a a pound mouse like he was huge he was cute but you know it doesn't translate well for humans right or animals but yeah um so once i saw that video um and realized that it causes cancer heart disease obesity and diabetes I was like, wow, this is like way worse than I even expected. And all the data that he was showing in this video just really was eye-opening for all the timelines. It doesn't really seem like it could be anything else other than this processed food. Um, So I was like, okay, I'm going to cut out seed oils from my diet. But I went to the doctor, I did some blood tests, and by then I, you know, it's a little late by then. Um, My blood test showed that I'm like in the pre-diabetes. Sorry for the dogs. And I was in the like 5.7, so I'm just in it. So like I have time to like reverse it, but already at that point, you've done a little damage to your body with the processed food and whatnot. So um, I decided I was gonna go full carnivore and I'm sticking with it. I've, so I put like butter in my coffee. Um, I started doing bone broth. I'm still working on the organs. So I was taking some supplements for that, figuring that out along with electrolytes. In the beginning, I was taking a lot of electrolytes, but I've kind of weaned off of that a little bit. And I've just been really listening to my body. And um, of course I bought one fourth of cow from Jason, which has been amazing. So it's all grass fed. So I've been trying to stick with that. Um, There's nothing wrong necessarily with like grocery store meat and other stuff like that. But like, you know, grass fed is like one, like the way you should totally go because it matters, you know? but, you know, it's better than eating seed oil or food processed stuff if you have to eat something that's not grass fed, of course. But it's, you know, not the best option. And I've been doing that as well, as well with half and half. And I'll, I'll still do dairy a little bit. But I've noticed um, when I do dairy, it kind of maintains my weight. And I'm kind of excited to, like, easily lose weight with this new carnivore diet. And I feel like my body's just like packed full of protein. So when I go work out, I hadn't worked out for a while because of the conference working uh, working a lot. So it was cool to like be able to go in the gym and then weight lift like a 25 pound dumbbell with ease. It was, um, kind of shocking. Honestly, I was like, wow, this is really changing the composition of my body. So it's been really great. I feel my skin is doing better. My hair, I just, 
I'm never hungry, which is amazing. And it's really important for dieting or like, you know, just, it's so easy. And like grocery shopping is a no brainer now too. <laughs> so, so true. It's all been really good so far. And um, I'm just excited to see what other benefits come from it. I've heard rumors that your hair can get darker. So I'll keep you guys updated on that one. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, whatever we can bring to the table, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good kind of a good outline to kind of jump off to where we're headed. You know, as as far as, as, far as uh, us as ranchers, as far as us as Bitcoiners, as, as far as us as of a collective kind of a spirit and intentional living. I told everybody from the very beginning that the Beef Initiative is a is an international lifestyle and it starts right here and right now. And a lot of people didn't understand what I'm talking about. But whenever you go through, you know, let's say a rabbit hole, if you if that portal is seed oils, right? Right. Well, it, guess what? It's going to lead to beef. It's going to lead to pure animal protein. And it's a funnel. It's a funnel of understanding. And it's a funnel of intentional kind of research and analysis is saying, hey, I got to get to the source of the seed of who I am, of my nutrition, of my lifestyle, of my decision making. I always say, you know, why do I desire what I desire? A lot of those things are basically engineered and manipulated by, you know, the industrial food complex. They're they're engineered by by, you know, uh, chemical companies in which we've given uh, control over. One of the first and the most important things people need to understand here moving forward in 2022, there's a war against meat. There's a war against really, in a way, uh, anybody that consumes meat. There's a war against uh, the sovereignty of uh, the, the independent sovereign American, North American rancher. And one of, uh, one of my favorite people that I've met in the ranching industry right now is, is you, Jason. And a lot of people probably already know that you're a first generational rancher and, you know, where you are in the Norfolk Valley of Colorado, you know, it, it takes a lot of engineering for you to do what you do. So, by the expertise of everything that you see, uh, Jason, and all of the manipulation, you brought up a point earlier about what happened today as far as the administration and the bailout money that just came through. Why don't you kind of elaborate how you, how you position yourself to not have to worry about that and what it really truly means to the consumer? Well, yeah, you know, we've, we've had some severe drought and we've had some crazy weather throughout the United States these last few years, 20 and 21. And so, of course, the knee-jerk reaction, like in any crisis, is, is just pour more money into the problem. Um, but it's never focused on actual fixing the problem. Oftentimes, you have to look deeper than that. That's the thing that we did when we started looking at cattle ranching is like, what direction do we need to go to where we can improve the land and improve soil health to leave a legacy behind that's not based on, you know, the commodity dollar. And so, you know, they, they announced that they have a $6 billion that are going to go to um, drought relief and also specialty crop and commodity crop losses due to uh, weather events, whether it was hail or, or rain or drought or whatever it happened to be. Um, what I'm looking at is there's a lot of places that we shouldn't be doing monocrop farming at all. I mean, if you could put it into perennial pasture, I think you get a lot more bang for your buck. And then you also have the opportunity to 
regenerate that soil much like it was for you know a millennia with the bison through ruminants whether it's cows goats sheep whatever you choose to run on that land and so throwing more money at a problem generally doesn't fix the problem you have to get to the source of the seed just like you've said you know and we've talked about over and over and over again and so for us there isn't a lot of free cash and so we're putting all of our money back into infrastructure into land um improvements whether it's fencing stock water infrastructure and in that way it pays huge dividends not only you know can you increase the stocking density through proper management then that means there's more beads for us to be able to market and sell direct to consumer and therefore more lives and more families were able to positively impact and positively influence by getting that nutrient dense pure beef protein and you know into their freezers and onto their family's plates and that's that's the amazing thing through the beef initiative all of those connections that we've been able to make and all of those um tribes really that we continue to build to where we can work together to continue to um hold each other up raise each other up and continue to um go through this you know it comes down to human health based on the american rancher and that's a really exciting place to be yeah, it's kind of coming together and it's it's happened very naturally. You, you know, you said as far as everything that the beef initiative has been been able to put together, you know, it started with an idea and then kind of a, a, a dream that's, you know, becoming something that's it's far bigger and it's far bigger than all of us here on this podcast. And that's that's that is exciting. And uh, all right, kid, you just heard a rancher talk. OK, and I want you to be honest with me because you, you build community and that's what you do. You're very good community builder. I mean, that's that you're very effective in the Bitcoin community. You're very intentional on everything. Did you ever think that you were going to be sitting down and listen to a rancher explain the manipulation and how he does things and his intentionality of what he does and that you would be interested in it? Um, I didn't know how, how far it would go for sure. You know, um, two years ago, I didn't think the money was messed up. I was learning about that. And then it just trickles into everything else. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like, wow. Okay. The food's messed up. What else is messed up too? Um, and all the other processing systems that we have, uh, for things that we need to source, you know? Yeah, it, 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 it's true. It's it, it, the the rabbit hole never, never stops. But, you know, in the Bitcoin space is something I always tell everybody is, is that if you're not looking just as hard at as uh, at the food complex as it, you are at the U.S. dollar, then you're you're shortchanging yourself in the long run because your your consumption model is is going to correlate with that fiat dollar. Right. And so your consumption model of audio, video and of course, food and so if you're really a great bitcoiner and you're really stacked and you're you're doing it all right and you're not looking basically at the industrial food complex and what is truly food and what is truly nutrition what is truly health then you're you're going to lose in the in the long run in a way that you don't have to and whenever you make that understanding and acceptance that this is what you need to be as far as you know a bitcoiner or even a regenerative farmer same with the regenerative farmer and rancher i'm kind of telling them the same thing you need to be looking at bitcoin just as much as you're looking at your regenerative practices because in a lot of ways they are such closely correlated it's they're symbiotic in in 
in moving forward. And, you know, at the conference, Jason, we had, you know, a lot of different people, you know, in the Kerrville conference, we had a lot of different people that came to there that nobody really understood who was going to be there. But all of a sudden we had a room of, you know, over a hundred and something people. They were all totally different, but they were all having the same conversation because that's what they were concerned about. And it was about sound money, sound health, sound communications for a sound future. And so moving forward now, when we go to Colorado, uh, you know, the beef initiative is becoming somewhat of a, an education apparatus right now that's giving the rancher basically a voice. Uh, when we go to Colorado in the conference in Colorado, the Colorado Beef Initiative Conference, conference is going to be july 22nd 23rd and 24th it's a three-day kind of an interactive conference and you know when you and i were first talking about this you know i I found out that you were in crawford colorado and i said not too many people go through there that's where we're going to have the conference (laughs) because i want to make it intentional i want people to take a vacation i want people to really look at the valley and see everything that you're doing so from your rancher standpoint and if you were going to go out there and had to say today why why are you having this conference on your ranch and the land that you also steward? Well, it's one of those things where when you pour your heart and soul into something and you see the positive effects that it's causing on the land, you just want to share it with everyone. I'm doing a, a Valley Organic Growers Know Your Farmer tour in June on one of those properties. And, um, I think there's already like 30 people RSVP to that. So I'll get to show them, you know, what we do, intensive rotational grazing, um, plant species and diversification that we've done there. And so it's one of those things where um, it's, it's like being a producer and being able to show your movie and be proud of the work that you did. The difference is, is these are all living things and they're all living um, ecosystems and, and, and micro ecosystems from the soil bacteria all the way up to the, to the big, beautiful black cows that will be on it and, and that amazing interaction between one another and being able to share that with everybody that comes. But, but that won't be the only attraction. You know, we have organic vineyards and wineries and orchards and truck farms and and i mean there's yaks and alpacas and sheep farm i mean you pretty much you name it you know we call it it's like the cornucopia every single thing every single plant and type of animal is raised here bison elk you name it mule deer you you can you can see as much as you want to see and do as much as you want to do here in this beautiful little piece of Colorado. I mean, everything from stand-up paddle boards on the river to float trips, raft trips, mountain biking, mountain climbing. You know, a friend of mine and his daughters climbed Needle Rock, which is in the background of so many of the pictures that I take on Rancho Largo. Um, and there's a little registry and a little uh, piece of metal pipe on the top of it. So it's it's a, a pretty intense climb, but they climbed up it with ropes and all got to sign the registry. So it's... It's just one of those things where it's a it's an outdoor adventurous mecca, and I just love to showcase it. And, and it's my office. I get to work in it all day, every day, even on days like today when it's snowing. I look out the window, and it's starting to stack up snow outside. So, But it just comes with the territory. You just you dress for the weather you have and prepare for the weather you think you might have. And by the time you're done, you might be down to your T-shirt. So. 
<laughs> we were talking it's almost 100 degrees here in texas so you know it's burning up and you're getting snow but that snow right now close to you know late may for you is is moisture and that's you don't you don't mind and uh you'll let it snow as much as want as you want and you won't even take a snow day so you'll keep on working through it see so let it stack up right <laughs> that's exactly right pile it up well, i call that slow release irrigation Right. So one, one thing I heard earlier is like you're, you're having something in June, right? Okay. What you're doing is you're community building and, and you're very good at that in your local area, in your region, in your county, your region and your state. So Kit, you're very good at community building and you're doing it in the Bitcoin community. How do you see what you do as far as community building going to transfer over into what we're doing within the ranching building community? How are we going to connect those dots and bridge those gaps? Well, I see a lot of like just the underlying like ethos of like Bitcoiners and it's very like people love decentralized things, right? So if we can like bring it back to the farmers and keep it in the community and use Bitcoin to pay for the services and products, um, I think that Bitcoiners are really bullish on that. I'm also seeing a lot of carnivores in this space. Um, you got Mandrick, he's full carnivore, Saifedean Amus, he's full carnivore. I went to his um, steak dinner at the conference, at the Bitcoin 2022 conference, um, and a lot of people who are on the diet. So it's really interesting. Like I wasn't expecting that um, to see so many people and the overlap as well too. You know, everyone eventually is gonna become a Bitcoiner, so you can't really silo people into different spaces or whatnot but I'm attracting it into my life, like just the people that I was following. Um, so it's very interesting to see the overlap there. But I think a lot of it, you know, for people to be interested in it, um, I, I really think they enjoy like the decentralization of, um, you know, getting away from Purdue, you know, factories and going to the farm. And I feel like people start caring about themselves more when they see a future. So when they buy Bitcoin and they see a, a good future, they start caring more about their health and what they're putting into their bodies and what they're consuming um, for long-term because they know that they, they actually might get retirement. They might actually get to take some time off and travel and they wanna be healthy for that and be healthy for their kids and um, teach their kids that too. It, I was talking, uh, there's a doctor, he's, he has a doctor, it's Root Cause MD, he's on, he's on Twitter, and him and I have some discussions, and he, he just released a, a article, a Substack article the other day, and it was honoring and giving praise to Mary Carey, MD, Dr. Mary Care, that was at the, uh, the Kerrville conference, and she spoke, and he said, he goes, it's time for everybody to understand the, the importance the, that the, the doctors, the ranchers, and the Bitcoiners all start uniting right now because you said there's similarities going on. You know, there's carnivores look, looking into Bitcoin, Bitcoin going into carnivores. There's medical coming into Bitcoin. You know, there's so many things happening all at once. And if we harness this at, at this period of time in the 2022, I see 2023 being extremely like uh, powerful and people do have that intentional international lifestyle that we're creating in the Bitcoin space. People that I talk to, myself included, I'm starting to have bigger dream 
dreams now than I did because of Bitcoin and because of the rancher. And that's what I've been talking about. There's things that are happening. And Jason and I have been talking recently and we're, you know, looking at a lot of people um, going out to Jason and they're wanting to be involved in what he's doing. They want to come work on the ranch. Well, <laughs> a lot of people don't understand one day on the ranch would would usually send most guys sucking their thumb going home. So <laughs> what we're going to do is more education. But one thing that is a good introduction, especially for everybody in Colorado, because I'm pleading out to everybody in Colorado. I want everybody to really kind of rally around Jason around this part of Colorado that needs some awareness of the outdoor activities because if you're living in Colorado you're doing all of the above right that's what you do kid I mean you're always active you always are sharing all your you know outdoor moments and stuff like that so within the community in the Colorado region kit you know this is what's you know a lot of Bitcoiners have already bought from Jason so what are you hearing about you know in your community there in Colorado Denver in the the Bitcoin meetups. Let us know what you're what you've been hearing and how you're going to move forward as far as your message and your signal. Yeah, I mean, we're, I was already hitting up Jason, wondering when the next time he's going to be in, be in the area is, which is November. So we're all like starting to strategize and figure out how to go in on on a cow and things like that. Um, it's very bullish. There's a lot of people, um, Colorado, another one of my friends, he's also, you know, he likes to eat me and like it's seasonings and things like that. So, um, and it feels good to keep it in the community too, to like support the local, you know, and your friends. And, um, we did, we had an impromptu Bitcoiner meetup basically in the Costco parking lot. There must've been like eight of us. Right. Um, it was great. <laughs> I remember seeing that picture. It was a good picture. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes, something's working here. Look at all those Bitcoiners. Right. Yeah. 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 And Jason, definitely, uh, Jason, let's go back to that as far as, you know, people wanting to come out to the to the land and work and, you know, kind of how what we're going to move forward within the beef initiative is to give people those, you know, those opportunities to come out and meet you And the, the conferences, of course, is something that, you know, is is valuable that we're going to, you know, lead off with. But it doesn't end with the conference. You and I have been having discussions and, you know, we're talking about we're developing an ended an endowment, a scholarship endowment to where you can actually carry over your education into people that are trying to get into the regenerative space. One thing that I see the most valuable that I want to lean into is also creating somewhat type of an intern program that helps the American rancher that you get to lead with your education and, and kind of share that information because you're first, genera first generational rancher. And also one thing about it is you're pretty much you're you're self-taught your family taught you you bring up something called observational science so you know let people know how you got into it and how you're moving forward and how you want to carry that education forward well yeah you know i learned most of what my basics basics were from my grandfather my my mom's father albert martinez and he grew up of course, in the Great Depression in the San Luis Valley. His family owned a huge sheep ranch that they actually lost back to the bank because um, they couldn't pay the note during the Depression. 
And then subsequently the bank lost it back to the county because they couldn't pay the taxes. So my great grandmother and grandfather were able to buy it for pennies on the dollar from the county after they lost it to the bank. And he oftentimes talks about or talked about because he's since passed um, about how they did things and why they did it that way. And and there is so much truth and so much wisdom in that. And he's, he, you know, he would tell me, uh, Mijito, you don't need a soil analysis. You don't need, you know, he says, look at the cows and look at the grass. You know, um, that's what you need to pay attention to. He says that don't, don't pay attention to the rest of the noise. And, um, and my goodness, that, that those lessons just pay forward every single day. And so that's where I developed what I call observational science. Watch the cows. They will show you if they're a little hunched up in the back, if there's something not quite right. They're either some nutrients they're not getting. Um, they're sick, you know, it's salt vitamins, minerals, whatever, you know, there's something not quite right. Look at the health of the grass. If it's green and vibrant and growing very rapidly, you know you're in a good place on your grazing. If the cows have good room and fill, it's one of those things where you have to get out, you have to have boots on the ground, you have, and your head is on a swivel, and you're always just looking at your surroundings. And I learned that also then growing up, you know, following my dad around, hunting and fishing, you know, as you watched where you stepped, you were always looking for game, you were always, always listening so you could hear birds, whatnot, you know, because when it went quiet, oftentimes there were predators, not necessarily humans, um, so it's one of those things that you just learn those observational science, little tricks and cues, no matter what you're doing. And I, and I put that and I apply that to everything that I do and it allows you to see things and hear things, smell things, whatever that, you know, to tip you off on whether it needs something done or something done differently. And you just have to be in the field to do that. You know, I posted how many steps I had the other day and uh, someone said here you need a an atv and i I have atvs i have side by sides but if your feet aren't on the ground and you aren't truly grounded and grounding you're just driving by potential problems and if you're if your feet are on the ground and you're taking it all in it's it's truly amazing that if you choose to observe what you can see and for me i mean it's everything from the sunrises to the sunsets to the cows to the grass to the irrigation water to the fencing whatever happens to be you just got to pay attention to everything that's why when i'm in the city i'm super attentive because you know having been in the military you know former marine you're always looking for threats and so you're always looking at the careless driver or the aggressive driver or the person who's going to run out in the crosswalk or whatever, you know, you're always looking. So that observational science applies there as well. That's, I mean, right there is just an education lesson right there. It's like, slow your roll, take a step back and kind of look what's in front of you. Um, with with uh basically the education that was education kit what what do you find in the bitcoin space that you see that is hard to educate everybody on bitcoin at this point in time what do you have problems with as far as orange pilling i think well 
two two things and um one of my coworkers, Mark, came up with a great idea. You got to find someone's pain point and kind of almost use reverse psychology on people because, yeah, you, you can sound a little uh, like pushy if you come up with this thing, like you just found the Bible or something like that and you're telling people sure, about sure. it and you can come off that way. So if you find their pain point, you can uh, build off of that and then Bitcoin's the solution to that, that can help orange pill. So I'm gonna take that approach um, for sure. And then kind of um, different from that is holding your own money, like becoming your own bank and taking that responsibility and actually like holding it. I think that can be pretty hard for some people. They just wanna outsource it to a third party and um, I don't know if that's because they need to like go learn about or read more about history and how like wealth has been just taken away and they force people. I forgot what year it was, but there was an order to take gold and put it into U.S. dollars and you couldn't hoard that. And Bitcoin's great because it's very difficult for them to take it from you. They'd have to get your seed phrase in your hardware wallet and then hope that you don't have multi-sig set up either by yourself or through um some other company or something like that. And um, I think it's scary for some people to take that much responsibility. And you really have to be in a really good mental space to be able to do that. Cause if you're putting your like 401k on like a hardware wallet, that's intimidating for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the, the, you know, the, people need tangible things, you know, they need to see it and they need to feel it. Of course, you know, it's human nature. And that's, yeah. that's how people kind of get lost and they lose interest. And that's where the intimidation comes. And a lot of people, you know, always ask me, Hey, did you orange peel the rancher? It's like, and they ask me, how do you orange peel the rancher? And it, it's taken a while for me to, you know, I've always kind of understood how a rancher's mind works because, you know, that's how I grew up around ranchers and agriculture and everything like that. And speaking to them and understanding where they come from. And one thing that you do not do, like you said, you don't, you know, come up there, you know, like you're preaching with the Bible here, you know, that that is not the approach. What you do is you go up to a, a rancher and you shake their hand and you ask them, would you teach me? Would you educate me on what you do and why you do it? And once you had that conversation, you then can kind of transcend into a conversation with that rancher as far as, you know, what is the why? Why is this? Why are we why are we even talking about something that is a decentralized protocol, you know, that's a store of value? It's a new monetary exchange system. There's a lot of things. Well, why are we? Well, the rancher knows why, because he's basically had to live these decades of the, you know, the commodities of the subsidies of the price manipulations of the processing plants and everything. So if you do kind of take that backdoor approach of basically showing respect first, understand Understanding that pain point, as you just said, it is the best way to a, a rancher's heart to uh, let them, you know, have that journey into the rabbit hole that we've all gone through. And, you know, Jason, you've you've gone down that rabbit hole and you're extremely educated and you know exactly what you're doing. So for all the ranchers out there and for all the Bitcoiners out there, kind of kind of tell our story about your education into Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, I was I was first orange pilled by one of my wife's cousin's husband and of course when he first told me about it i should have just gone full-blown into it then because i think i could have bought it at about 1200 bucks but um like anything that's new and interesting and, and it piques my interest i uh 
I went deep, 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 deep down that rabbit hole. And when I finally got to the bottom of it, I was like, I'm in. And so I called our financial advisor and says, Hey, I want exposure. I want to do X amount. And he's like, well, we don't recommend you do more than 1%. I'm like, is this my money or your money? He says, yes, sir, I'll do it. And so then I saw it do a big uptick. I'm like, let's do another 20,000. And he's like, well, that's going to be, and I was like, do I need to take my money somewhere else? So, nope. And so we did. And then at that time I started accepting Bitcoin for payment for beef and also buying some of the dips myself. And so, um, it's fantastic. Uh, I was, I was telling you about, uh, the uh, fancy ladies investment group, they overheard me talking at our bull sale about Bitcoin and, and, and one of the consigners wasn't sure. She's like, do you know about Bitcoin? I'd love to learn more about it. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I went and talked to them. There's 13 ladies, they were ages 67 to 93. And I orange pilled all those super smart white haired ladies about Bitcoin, the, the whole shebang start to finish and how, you know, different ways they could get exposure if they wanted to. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I, I just wanted to circle back to one thing that Kit said about, you know, third party for financial, you know, for their money. People have done the same thing with their health and their health care, and they've done the same thing with their food. So they're relying on on big processing companies to feed them, you know, soylent green or whatever you want to call it in the inside aisles of the grocery store. And they're relying that on, on that for their sustenance and it's garbage. And then instead of actually researching themselves and just paying attention to their body and using observational science on their body, how they feel, Kit was talking about how well she feels, you know, and for me, it's the same thing, cutting out the sugar, cutting out a lot of the carbs, I'm so much more clear. Uh, I don't get sore. I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh, had I been doing this for 20 years, I'd be way younger than I am now, or at least I'd feel younger because I abused myself with all the trash I ate. Um, but that's, I mean, it's, that's the thing with the, with beef initiative and education is it's like from the soil all the way to human health. And you have these like-minded folks, especially in the Bitcoin space that are, once they get a hold of something, it's almost like they grab the snake by the tail and they're going to run right up it and get it by the head so they can figure out exactly what makes it tick. And once they figure out just how beneficial that animal-based diet is, there's no turning back. It's just like once you figure out Bitcoin, there's no turning back. It's a one-way check valve. And that's what's so exciting for me, being able to be in both of those families, both of those tribes. It just, I mean, it, it gets me excited to get up in the morning every morning because number one, I can do what I love to do. And number two, I know I'm going to have sound, safe money backing me now that I'm on board. And, and it just, it, it, it's amazing and exciting. Well, it's very, well, it's, very empowering. it's empowering because it's empowering one thing that it does is it opens your eyes to a lot of different opportunities and it gives you a new sense of empowerment. And you're starting to find out ways that you can leverage 
a new store of value into your ranching and into your education. And, you know, you and I are moving forward with some plans to where you're basically, you want to talk about opportunity of monetization into your new store of value. Well, we're going to do it and we're going to do it for everybody that's in the beef initiative. And that's, that's exciting for me because what I see with that is that whenever we start doing this innovation of your business model and of your empowerment that you're moving forward with, all these really intelligent and great minds of Bitcoin are going to come in and help leverage what we start. And we're going to write a new book for the, the modern day American rancher and people like Kit. Kit, I mean, you, you look at business every day. I mean, you, you just went through the major conference. You see how these big businesses are working. And whenever I talk to Jason, I talk about agro-tourism. I talk about, you know, internship programs. All these things are going to come into the Bitcoin space, and they're going to come into the ranching space, and we're going to do it collectively. Um, it is a lifestyle. What are you going to do, Kit, to kind of help, help people like Jason moving forward? Because you're in the perfect part you're in Colorado you know you're outdoors you're living the lifestyle already that a lot of people want to start living so how do you see your lifestyle moving forward incorporating and in kind of like with our overall conversation today yeah I think sharing my experience gets people really excited I feel like already two people have started carnivore because they saw that I was having a lot of luck with it like the first month of course is a little rough and you gotta just stick through that portion of your body transitioning from like sugars and carbs to using fat for energy um, but you know just like telling people about my my journey with it um, talking about the seed oils definitely helps as well too sharing a lot of those resources um, and just, you know, sharing recipes of what I'm doing because it's like delicious. Like I get, to, I get to eat meat every day and I'm got, I've gotten really, really good at making meatballs. Um, I, I went camping for the second time with my, my roommate, um, boyfriend and some, some people as well too. And I learned how to cook with a cast iron over like a fire. So making it fun because people, like I was a food vlogger before and that was something that brought me a lot of joy. And that's what I would do on the weekends. And I would work with a lot of restaurants eating anything. And I really love food. So I think it's difficult for people to kind of pull away from that, but I love this way more than what I was doing before. So showing them that you're improving and leveling up. I think it's really important um, to show people. Um, and I just, I show, I share websites like the Beef Initiative. I like to share localfats.com, which is a website that shows all the restaurants in the local area across the US, hopefully worldwide soon, but they only use beef, tallow, ghee, butter, and um, like duck, duck fat to cook in. So I see websites like that blowing up right now and you've been doing so much amazing work like since we spoke that very first time you've gotten so many different contacts different ranchers and and farms on your website and so it's it's really exciting to network and talk about it when i go to different like bitcoin or meetups or like the conferences things like that 
Yeah, and that kind of leads into I'm about to go on a kind of a, a cross country tour and it, my intentions are there's there's several several of them, but it's going to start off and I'm going to I'm still working on the name. I'm going to help let everybody help me with this, but it's going to be like a Texas to Tennessee tour that's looking at Colorado and it's pointing at Colorado. And by the time that we get to Colorado, I think that the signal is going to be pretty loud. And you know, that's going to be the fun part is all of us coming together and see what we can pull off in Colorado. Um, as far as, you know, the recipes, uh, what we haven't really announced, and let's go ahead, Jason, we're going to have at Gourmet Caveman. If you guys aren't following at Gave Gourmet Caveman, you need to follow him now. Have you have you come across him, Kit? I have not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, everything that you just said is is his expertise. He he does fire and beef, and he does that. And he he does it a million different ways. And you know, it's all about you know carnivore course. It's it, it's a, it's fascinating that we came across O Gourmet, and you, me and Jason said, hey, let's try to get him to cook every you know at the conference. And so, Jason, have you been talking to Mr. Uh, gourmet Caveman? <laughs> I have, and I'm super excited. You know, we're of course, for me, it's like, well, let's do some of everything. And he's like, well, that's not, not everything cooks like that. So, so it's for, I mean, we're going to butcher a cow specifically mm -hmm. for our conference, right? So we're going to have availability of all whatever cuts he wants to cook. And of course, a good friend of mine does pastured poultry. Another friend of mine does lamb and another friend of mine does pigs because my pigs aren't going to be big enough to butcher by then. Um, but it's pretty exciting. And, you know, we have access to seasoned orchard wood for smoking, huge smokers, huge grills, fire pits, whatever. And so he's putting together what the menu is going to be. And then we're going to make sure that we gather up all the materials necessary, but he is super excited, super stoked. I've talked to a couple of our other speakers. They're already planning on their camping trips and what, how they're going to be. And then of course we've got a bunch of the guys who are going to come out the week before to help get everything cleaned up and ready. So it's, it's super exciting. It is. Let's talk about the speakers we have. Let's go down the list and help me if I forget one. And I apologize if I do. But we have uh, at uh, Econo Alchemist is going to be there. And then we're going to have, of course, on the panel, that's a very base panel starting out is going to be uh, at Jessica Hodler, uh, at Katie, the Russian, of course. And then we're going to have at uh, AK-47, Amy's going to be there. And then we're going to have the Meat Mafia guys. We're going to have Clemenza and Salazzo there. And all of these guys are bringing something new to the you know to the discussion we're also going to have a Saris there and we're going to start introducing some you know ranching mining legalities i mean talk about full spectrum and you at the rancher as well jason have been talking to you know a lot of people about mining and once again here we go we're educating into mining now yeah, and I think Arceris is going to bring Rob. So we're going to have, uh, what is his handle, Bikes and Bitcoin. I think they're going to come together as a duo. And so we, we were already talking about uh, home mining and using the miner to heat the greenhouse and or my honey extracting room. Um, and so that that's just one of those things. We put solar on our house, so our electricity is pretty cheap right now. So you might as well utilize that cheap electricity and, and mine some Bitcoin while you're doing it. I'm not sure if we're going to have it up and running by the conference, but if we do, it'll be something else fun to look at. So, yeah, um, 
I'm, I'm super stoked. And I've talked to all of those guys here just in the last week, you know, um, reaching out on how they can share and how they can help and build. And it's, it's just, it's a great community and it's going to be a fantastic event. Yeah, it's there's so much to cover. We're going to do it over three days. We're going to do it over a Friday, uh, start on the Friday afternoon, Saturday day. And then, of course, Sunday is really going to be kind of a instrumental day is the people that really want to stick it out. As far as the full conference itself, it's going to be really like call to action. This is how you get started. You know, if it's regenerative, if it's mining, if it's, you know, deeper dive into nutrition, you're going to get to be able to have kind of a plan as you leave Colorado or, you know, just leave the the valley there um kit are you going to be able to kind of rally the forces and get some people in from uh, denver and across the state of colorado to come to the conference oh yeah definitely i just purchased my sleeping bag and tent and everything so i'm going to go out there and camp um but my friend laura daughtry uh we're going to go up there it's going to be really fun um we might car camp in her thing but i also did get my tent so i can do that um, so I'm, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be fun to meet everyone in person, especially you, Slim. I haven't met you in person, so it'll be no. cool. I met Jason when I picked up the cow, so that'll be great. Yeah, well, I was in Miami, but I couldn't find you. And it, that happens in Miami, of course. Everybody's okay. running around and going to different places. But, yeah, it's been a long time coming. There's At the, at the Kerrville conference, that was one of the, the funnest things was meeting everybody in person, you know, from the ranchers to the Bitcoiners to everybody in between. And that was really rewarding to me. And leaving Kerrville, I mean, Jason, you were, you were pretty stoked. I mean, you had a dang good time, and it just carried over. And right when we got back from Kerrville, as you landed, you you basically were stranded for a little bit there. <laughs> you can tell that story. But we hit the ground running that next Monday, and we we said, "Let's go! It's it's time for Colorado." So you know we're, we've been going a little bit a while here, Jason. I want you to kind of finish up and really kind of signal out to everybody why this is the most important time right now in in our lives, as far as you being you know an animal producer, but also also, how important is the education for people to take a step back and kind of go down in that rabbit hole that uh, kid is going down? Well, it's one of those things that when when knowledge is power, okay, and those of us who are going to live long, happy lives spend every day making sure that we learn something new every day. And we've lost our roots. We've lost our connection to the soil, to the farm, and to our to our meat and our food. And this is one of those opportunities where you can shake your rancher's hand. You can get some real-world information and knowledge on human health. We have a fantastic panel with that. You get some real knowledge on home mining if you so choose to. You can have some real-world knowledge with some farmsteads, homesteaders, cattle ranchers, orchardists on what they do and why they do it to provide the food that you eat every day. And so if you were kind of on the fence about, it's one of those things where why not? It's a, it's a vacation destination. Do a three-day long weekend vacation and get some education while you're here. And, and I promise you won't leave here disappointed and the connections that you'll make here will strengthen your tribe moving forward because we are literally walking the knife's edge with our financial system and our food system. And if you aren't positioned in a strong way to be able to survive going in the forward and going in the future, 
there's a good chance you're going to be hungry. And it's one of those things where the more people that you put in your tribe that you can trust, the stronger you're going to be moving forward. And so I'm going to empower everyone, take control of your future, take control of your education and come and see us and build those bridges to make sure that you have a place to go and you're in the, the correct mindset to be able to feed yourself and feed your family going forward. So I, I'm just, I'm just, I can't say that enough. It's an opportunity that you wouldn't have otherwise. It's, it's very true. And this is going to be something that becomes a norm. I mean, these conferences are, they're not going to go away. We're going to have at least four of them every year. And this is how we're going to change, you know, everybody's point of view and how they look at food and how they look at the source of the seed of who they are uh, and, and everything in between. Going back to what I said earlier, Kit, you know, you're, you're big on community. You're, you're an organizer. You're, you're in the marketing of, of yourself and, and into, you know, Bitcoin into, you know, Bitcoin magazine, everything that you're doing right now is about community building. What I'm going to do moving forward is in the very beginning, I, I told everybody, I kind of spouted off, it was truth, but I said, I'm going to go out and shake ranchers hands in this coming summer. So whenever I get back to the top of Texas, I'm heading out to that, to Tennessee. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it into basically another great American road trip that I've taken many times. And I'm going to go to every community. I'm going to go to Bitcoin meetups. I'm going to go out and I'm going to meet ranchers. I'm going to shake their hands and I'm going to ask the Bitcoin community to come join me. And I'm going to do some video logging and I'm going to have to get some help from you because you're a video logger. You do a blog, you're a travel blogger. So this is how we all work together to kind of, you know, Jason has kind of stated what, you know, how important this is, what the value of everything that we're doing. And, you know, in us in the Bitcoin community, we step up. That's what we do. We step up and we take ownership and we take accountability. We do it very intentional and we do it with a sense of agency. So that's what I'm going to try to show that I'm doing for the rancher, that I'm going to shake their hand and I'm going to get them to understand the education that we're going to provide the, to them. And then I'm going to let them understand the amount of respect that we're coming at them with. Please educate us, too. So. Moving forward, I'm going to ask for everybody in the Bitcoin community. I'm going to have to ask you, Kit, to kind of help me out with this trip that I'm going to do because it's pointing straight at Colorado. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whatever I can do to help spread the good word. It makes people feel really good. It's the nutrition that they need and the information that they need that they don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a fun ride. And um, as far as moving forward, um, Kit, why don't you kind of close out what you see for 2022 for you personally and the Bitcoin space? And and then I'll let kind of Jason kind of finish up the same way. Yeah. So um, this summer, I'm just trying to get more self-sovereign. So I'm going to do a lot of camping and figure out like survival tips. Um, my roommate used to be in the military, so he knows all of that kind of stuff. Um, and just figure out, you know, more revenue streams. So like I, I can stack more stats cause we're around 30 K under 30 K and anything under that is just like, I cannot stay away from stacking sets. Um, cause everything else, I mean, we've seen it at 70 K before. So everything I buy now is, basically going to be free, you know, if mm -hmm. I keep that up. Um, so I feel like we'll, we'll see that eventually, um, that it'll, it'll start to moon as like the money keeps 
dwindling away at the US dollar. Um, we're going to see more and more countries go into it. There's like 44 countries that just met in El Salvador. So I'm really excited to see. Um, I don't, there's one that said about they just did a sandbox and that they need to start moving faster. I'm not sure what that means, but that might mean legal tender soon. So that would be like a third one. Um, it's just going to be really wild if we all of a sudden have like 50 countries out there with legal tender. Uh, we're going to just it's uh, going to be a domino effect for sure. And we're seeing it right now. So really bullish on that. And um, I love seeing all these conferences pop up. That's definitely the way to spread the word for sure. It is. It, you know, you bring up a lot of good information, like you're talking about, you know, all the countries that met in El Salvador. We're going to have the education series and it's going to be, you know, Bitcoin education for the North American rancher. And what's going to be fun about this is I'm going to bring people in like you and you're going to be able to educate from your point of view and, you know, what you see in the Bitcoin space. And, you know, everybody in the Bitcoin space is very good at what they do with an education. The Beef Initiative is going to invite them in to educate just like we invite the rancher in to participate and to be educated. So Jason, let's let's talk about you and uh, what do you see for your year? Uh, what are our big plans? Of course, we got the conference. What else are you uh, planning? Well, it's, it's fantastic. So what we're going to do is we're probably going to keep all of our calves and not sell any of them into the commodities market this year so we can finish them all and sell them all direct to consumer. It's a huge commitment because they eat a lot feed through the winter but that's where i see is the the, the future of our ranch um my wife and i have been that's our been our goal for a long time is not let any animals leave the property that will be handled by anyone else because we love them so much and we take such great care of them that the only way that they're going to leave here is if they're going to feed families you know across the state and so that's really exciting for us um this little bit of snow is a is relief for our irrigation situation um and it's still snowing by the way so keep it coming baby um so it's super exciting for us you know we're this is going to be a a primer for the trajectory of what we do business-wise in the future um the beef initiative has been a blessing for us as far as new buyers and new connections and also just just so much help in anything that we need whether it's the business side advertising side all of that i'm already taking deposits and orders for our fall butcher this fall so that's super exciting um and and that looks like the the sky's the limit i've actually been passing customers on who need beef um sooner than our fall butcher dates to some friends of mine who are in the same boat that we are as far as grass-fed, grass-finished, all-natural producers. And so that's exciting to be able to share some of my success with them because, as as you've said before, community is a huge focus for me, and I, I just love to build that community. And hopefully I can get them on board with the Beef Initiative. I'm looking at maybe uh, scholarshiping those guys to get them to our conference so they can see what we're all about and see the real value in the beef initiative itself. I love that. I mean, you're talking about the network effect and it's happening in real time. And that's, that's really exciting for all of us. And it's going to be, you know, this is, this is going to be fun. So everybody, before I let everybody close out here, it's the Colorado um, beef initiative conference, July 22nd, 
23rd and 24th. You can go to BeFinitiative.com and go ahead and get your tickets. Get them now. Uh, we will have uh, only a, a certain amount of tickets because we can't force ever, you know, we can't get a thousand people there. But you need to get your tickets. You need to get your tickets now. We have campsites available. We have certain lodging that you need to secure. So make sure you get everything taken care of. Don't make this a last minute thing because come July, this education is going to be very uh, apparent that it is needed and it's going to be required. It's almost going to be mandatory as far as moving forward. So definitely beefinitiative.com. Come to the Colorado conference. Uh, Kit, let's talk about how can people find you if this is the first time they've been fortunate enough to meet you and uh, what would you like people to know a little bit as we move on forward? Yeah, definitely. Um, people can follow me on Twitter at kit underscore sats. I also have a lifestyle blog, uh, kitstanwood.com. I do some travel and uh, fitness like you mentioned on there. Um, I'm going to be going to Austin soon and doing a travel guide there. Um, and then, of course, go to the Beef Initiative Conference. I'm going to be there as well July 22nd through 24th. And I work for the Bitcoin conference. So 2023 is going to be happening. So go check out uh, Bitcoin 2023 tickets as well, too. It is. It's going to be in Miami again, right? Everybody's talking about where their conference is going to be. But since you're here, you're going to have to give us a little inside scoop. So we haven't signed any contracts for any places. We're still in negotiation. That's why it's taking a little bit of time to roll out some of the details and like dates and things like that. Um, so not 100%, but we are going to have those details within the next month or so, and we're going to roll those out. Okay. okay. And, then, and then since uh, we're talking about this and we're talking about big stages, because that's where we're going, we're going to big stages. So you're going to do your part to get uh, everybody, all these ranchers that came in the very first of the, the into the beef initiative, we're going to have our own stage at the next conference, correct? I, I would love to have that and a beef steak up there and like a cookout and a grill out. I'm going to definitely pitch it at work. There you go. Yeah, that, that's going to be a good time. I can't wait till it happens. <laughs> Jason, give us a closing out and then uh, I'll, I'll say the final last words and we'll let everybody start their weekend here. Well, I'm just going to go right for the juggler. I need you to get off your butt. I need you to go to the Beef Initiative website and I need you to buy your tickets because it's one of those things There's an opportunity you're not going to have again. And everybody that's afraid Everybody thinks, oh, that's a lot of money or it's a long ways away. BS. I drive hundreds of miles every day doing my job to be able to grow the grass that I use to feed the cows that I use to feed you. So taking a four and a half hour trip from the front range to Crawford isn't that far. And uh, I would hope everybody's tough enough to sit in their car long enough to come out and get the education that they need. So I'm just saying do it. Get in your car, come over, enjoy the conference, shake your rancher's hand, and uh, make some good connections and see some beautiful country, and most importantly, eat some amazing food because we are going to do it upright, and you won't be disappointed. So there you have it. I love that. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to one, uh, not one up you, but I'm going to match you. How's that? Well, I'm going to hit the road and I guarantee you, if I don't hit put 10,000 miles before I get into Colorado, then I'm a rent seeker. So maybe <laughs> I'll do a, I'll do a little odometer check and let's see how far we can push this. Cause I don't like listening to educate uh, people making excuses, basically, you know, that something is, you know, excuses are of the past. I mean, that's, that's not, that's a shit coin. So <laughs> what everybody's going to do is they're going 
going to step up. We're going to do this as a community. You're going to hold me accountable because, uh, you know, that's how I work. And so I'm going to hold you accountable. So, Kit, thank you so much. It's so great to see you. You look happy. You look like you're on a great trajectory of your life. So appreciate you, Jason, as always. You know, you and I are going to be talking real soon again because we got to plan a conference, right? You got it. Okay, guys, you, you guys have a great weekend, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank Peace. You. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, Kit. Here at the Beef Initiative, we encourage all you ranchers out there to tell us who and where you are so we can let everybody know they're looking for you. This time, I'm shouting out KNC Cattle out of Austin, Texas. KNCCattle.com. Cole, he's a fourth-generational Texas rancher. He knows what he's doing.